Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today we are breaking down the Ayurvedic approach to the summer season. All right, so in Ayurveda, Grishma Ritu means summer or the summer season. And um, in India, those dates range from mid-May to mid-July because they have a monsoon season come mid-July through about mid-September. So that is why their dates are that way. Now, for us here, um, or I guess for me here in Minnesota, because again, depending on where you're listening, everyone's are going to be a little bit different. Everyone's dates are going to be a little bit different for this. So for me, we usually hit summer mm, first, second week of June is when the temperatures start to rise. <clears throat> I don't go by the calendar date says it is the summer solstice. It is officially now summer. Now is the time to practice the Ayurvedic rituals that they say to do in the summer season. That's just not how Ayurveda works. It's much more intuitive you know, really tuning in what is going on outside though. Those are the practices I need to do. So even in the spring season, if it's a 90 degree day, I'm following more of a, um, Ayurvedic principles approach to that day. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to go out and have like a hot cup of coffee and sit out in the sun at noon when it's 90 degrees and then do a workout after, for example, those would be all things that would not be ideal, um, during that summer season. Well, usually in general, those are not great ideas according to Ayurveda, but I'm just trying to make an example, just to kind of show you, um, how you would kind of just slightly tinker with your day. So for the summer season, the dominant dosha is going to be the Pitta dosha. Now, when I was working on writing the book that ended up getting pulled, um, I went through the ancient text. And so in that, and I, I went through the Astanga Pridium text. So in case anyone is um, curious, that's the one I was using. And they don't actually reference the Pitta. They don't at all in the summer season. Instead, they reference summer as a Vata building season and a Kapha dosha is lowering at that time. So mind you, again, these are according to the text that Kapha dosha has been rising because late winter is Kapha season as well as spring. Now here's the, uh, I guess maybe agitation or confusion. The more people are studying Ayurveda, which is wonderful, it's amazing. But some of the stuff online isn't reflecting the ancient text, isn't reflecting um, Ayurveda really at its roots. It's more of kind of a, I don't know, watered down version or not quite the full extent or the full picture. Now that can become a problem because I've seen a lot of people not referencing that late winter season as Kapha. It's still Vata to them. And it's, it's not, you know, and I've discussed in past podcasts why, but it's a lot, it's, it's that heavier, dense snow. It's that Kapha season is that late winter. So that again, that Kapha has been building for two seasons. And so that is why it's slowly starting to lower. And then that Vata is building in the summer, according to the text. Now Pitta is still there. So the Pitta dosha is still happening. It is still occurring. Um, and I, it's one that I do pay attention to. So if we, I'm just going to kind of break this down on another example as well, uh, for you to kind of get the picture of it. So a great way to think about the summer season when it comes to the doshas. So that sharp, hot summer sun is going to weaken the kapha slowly. And as that kapha is weakening in the body, the vata is going to increase because kapha is melting away. So just like in pregnancy, the kapha is building and then postpartum that vata builds. So kapha is the building dosha. And so if you start to lose your foundation, the vata dosha can start to become a bit sporadic in nature. So that is kind of the, um, the reasoning behind 
But then that rise in temperature in the summer months, that's going to start to provoke the pitidosia. So all of that might start to make you feel a little bit ungrounded, a little flighty, quick to anger, weaken your immune system, and the qualities to add into your life to offset all of these doshas that are happening, because a lot's going on in that summer season. Sweet, light, fatty, and cool. So that is according to that text. Those are the doshas or the, the guna qualities you want to incorporate to balance the three doshas. So again, this can be a tricky season for many. And I find summer to be um, extremely difficult because, um, you know, schedules are thrown off. If you have kiddos, they're out of school. I have a lot of moms who have a tough time finding time for themselves at this, at this season. They're running around from picking kids up at camp, dropping kids off at different daycares. And if you have more than one kid, you're juggling a lot. Um, and let alone, like there is no set schedule typically. So the Vata is increasing. You might be out in the hot summer sun, um, watching sporting events. And so your Pitta is increasing. And if you're not getting movement in yourself, your Kapha might be starting to build. So it is a tricky season to, you know, kind of understand and work with your body. So what are some practices that we can do, you know, in Ayurveda, according to Ayurveda? So, uh, moon bathing. So moon bathing is the, uh, practice of going out underneath the moonlight. This is great, especially for pittas to help that cooling energy and that cooling effect of the body. So maybe you would have a bonfire, maybe not. Maybe you would just, you know, take off your shoes and walk barefoot in your yard and, um, you know, just bask in the moonlight. The afternoon nap in the summer season is the one season in Ayurveda where you might be able to get away with it. So an afternoon nap, if you need one. Surrounding yourself with flowers and fountains. So again, I got these all from the text. So um, in my understanding, I guess, of the flowers and fountains, most of the gardens are blooming. If you plant flowers, um, you can go to local gardens and fountains because again, that water is going to be cooling to the pitta. Um, it's also going to be calming for the vata dosha as well as the kapha. And then going for walks in tall woods, that shade. So that is the the recommendations. So for me, the woods that I love to walk in, it's perfect because it is tall trees and it's shaded. And that way, again, it's cooling for the, the pitta, it's calming for the vata and it's movement for the kapha. So those are practices that the ancient texts recommend. So a few other routines that you might want to kind of look at incorporating, uh, keeping some rose water in the fridge and then just spritzing it on your face in the afternoon heat. So again, depending on where you live, if it's really hot where you live and you live maybe in the South, in the United States where it gets warm, you know, having that rose water in the fridge and just a little spritz when you get a little hot, um, you might start cooking with foods that are lighter and sweeter in nature. Most of us tend to do this intuitively because we don't want to turn on the hot stove, which warms up the house and having those heavier foods on a hot summer day does not sound appetizing. So most of us tend to gravitate towards those salads. Now, if the salad is something you can't digest, lightly cooking it. So again, I like to just throw mine in the cast iron pan, having a little bit of oil in there and just cooking it a little bit to give it a little bit um, more slippery. And so it's easier for myself to digest. Some people get away with just adding a little bit more dressing. So maybe it is just um, having a nice light dressing. See, I, I rarely eat salads. and I don't put a dressings on most of my salads. So I'm like, I don't even know the examples. I'm trying to think of what my mother-in-law has because she has some dressings that are amazing that she home makes. 
but they're lighter in nature. They're not like the, the ranch where it's thicker and it's gooier. Now, if you like to wear gems or crystals, the ones that are great to use in the summer season are amethyst, opals, and pearls. So those help pacify both vata and pitta in the summer months. Now, if you're thinking about journaling prompts, a few things to maybe go into the summer thinking. Here are some questions maybe to ask yourself and just to ponder to help set up the summer season to be a success. What stories have I told myself that aren't true about how busy I always am? So this one's a big one. Again, the busy one in the summer is something that I see a lot. And it, it's true. A lot of us do have more full plates in the summer season. So how can you kind of make that work for you? So an example for me, I was just telling my husband, so I've been enjoying going to this yoga class that's not too far from our house on Tuesdays at 10. It's just an hour. Well, my in-laws live literally a minute away, like across the street from where the studio is. And in the summer, I'm going to be full-time here at mode because my husband works really long days. He works like 10, 12 hour days. And so um, I'm going to have to take my oldest son, go get him from you know his camp, bring him home. Plus I'll have my, you know, three to six month old as, you know, as Onyx is growing. So with that, like, there's not a lot of me time. There's not a lot of time for me to have some alone time. Plus I'm going to be trying to do my solo podcast, you know, writing my weekly newsletters and a little bit with my business. So with that, I'm like, Oh, maybe my in-laws would be able to, and they want to see my, my son and their grandson. So maybe they can watch him for an hour. So I could have just that little smidget of self-care for myself during the week. So I can stay grounded. So I can be the best mom for my boys, the best wife for my husband. So I'm not snapping at him when he gets home from work because I'm tired. I'm stressed. So that is one way that I was kind of already thinking about how could I make this work where I can still go to this class. My, my in-laws will love seeing their grandchild. Um, it works for everyone. You know, that is something that is a win-win. So how can you look at that at your own life? Maybe there's something that hey, it's not ideal. Maybe, you know, you're thinking it's only an hour a week. Well, for me, that's, it's magic. For me, that hour really is um, magical. And maybe you have something in your life where you're like, yeah, what would I do with just a free hour? You know, what, how could I make that work? Another question to kind of think about, how can I invite relaxation into my daily life this summer? So again, this might look different. Um, It's one that I will be reflecting on. Like a lot of these questions, I personally will be reflecting on myself because it's, It is going to be a little bit busier of a season for me than in the past. Um, Next question, reflect on how you felt the past few years at the end of the summer season and brainstorm ideas and how you can shift that feeling if it wasn't serving you. So if you ended up feeling tired, depleted, um, sleep deprived, uh, feeling like you were just kind of picking up crumbs to eat, how can you kind of go into the summer season? How can you rework that? And then where is one area in your life that you can ask for help in? So a lot of these, I just kind of answered with my own yoga one. Um, I hit on a lot of this and I'm going to go a little bit deeper into all these questions personally, but they might be a great starting point for you. Because summer is actually a time where you want to slow down, stay cool and be mindful of your surroundings because that's one way to not agitate the pitta. So if you're planning any of those outdoor activities, trying to avoid that hot noon sun that we talked about um, earlier. So maybe that's the time where, hey, instead of going out for a walk right after lunch, I'll stay in. I'll maybe go for a walk after I have my dinner in the evening when in the sun is going down a little bit more. So with that, you know, again, cooling foods are emphasized, cooling activities, cooling atmospheres. Um, and then with, with, depending on where you live, if you live in a cooler summer climate, 
So for instance, you know, Minnesota is kind of one of those, depending on our, our days, sometimes they are cooler summers, but Scandinavian countries, they're going to be able to work out a bit more intensely than someone in a desert climate, for example. Um, so that's something also to consider. Depending on where you live, these tips might not have to be pulled to the extreme as say someone who lives in Arizona versus someone who lives in Minnesota. We might have different practices going on. We probably should have a little different practices going on. Alcohol is not recommended in the summer months, according to Ayurveda, because it's sharp, it's hot, and it's dry by nature, which are already qualities present in the atmosphere. And then off, you know, it also dehydrates you. And people tend to overindulge. So those are just something to be mindful of. Now, again, if you're someone who likes to have, you know, a drink or two, making sure how can I make this um you know, so I stay hydrated. So maybe you have water right after, um, drinking on the water, not always recommended. So that's usually people tend to feel like the effects of alcohol a little bit faster. So just being mindful of when you're consuming, um, and how can you balance your pitta in other areas of your life? Another way to bring in those lunar elements besides the moon bathing moonstone gems, as well as moon salutations, which I plan on posting a moon salutation, little, um, quote tile on Instagram. Um, and I'll share it in the newsletter as well. So if you're wondering, what does a moon salutation look like? I'll share kind of how to do that sequence. And then rising with the sun and maintaining that bedtime between 10 and 11. So the longer summer nights, you know, people usually can get away with maybe going to bed by 11, um, just depending on, again, your needs and your body. Now, when we're looking at other ways that we can kind of incorporate um, like a daily routine, what are some practices for our morning yoga asana, for example? So you would have maybe a shatali pranayam. So that's going to be a cooling breath, a silent meditation for about 10 to 20 minutes. And so that again, will balance the vata as well as the pitta. And then for that morning yoga asana, the, the poses that you might focus on, you might focus on forward bends. That's going to reduce vata and pitta. You might focus on twists, which will uh, reduce vata and pitta. And then extensions of the spine are great for all three doshas. So it, this is going to be a lighter practice. It's going to be, again, more emphasized on the pranayam as well as the silent meditations. And then here's kind of a sample idea of what can I eat in a day or what's recommended in a day. So breakfast in the summer months could be a spiced yogurt mixed with black pepper. Um, lassi, which is a drink made out of yogurt or grapes. Other lunch or dinner ideas, according to the Ayurvedic text, jasmine rice with some meat to create a watery meat soup. This might seem heavy, but if your digestive fires are not strong, you would want to go for a meatless option. So if it feels like, ooh, that sounds really heavy on a hot summer day, then you'll skip that one. And then otherwise, just seasonal vegetables slightly steamed from your garden with jasmine rice is a wonderful option for vegans and also improving your agni. So again, those are from the text. Obviously, when the texts were written, it was over 5,000 years ago. We have a lot more food options, some of them good, some of them, most of them, probably not a lot of processed foods. So, you know, trying to be mindful of how much processed foods, especially as, again, we get busy, grab and go meals tend to be the go-to. How can you maybe prep a little bit ahead of time? And I know this is not recommended in Ayurveda, but being realistic in the 21st century, I don't mind a little prepping if that's going to help you eat healthier versus, Hey, I'm going through the drive through the fifth time this week because I didn't, I don't have anything prepared. Um, all right. So I'm a big fan of just kind of modifying any of these to meet your energetic needs. So it's all about what, 
How can you customize these practices? How can you customize what I mentioned today to fit your specific needs? It's going to look a little different. We all have different doshas um, that are balanced right now and some that are out of balance. And so finding what works best for you is going to be key. Now, if you want to go a little bit deeper on all of this, I actually have a lot more written about um, this season uh, on my blog post. So if you want to just go to andreaclosset.com forward slash blog, I have a ton more written um, about the summer season. So if you want to kind of geek out and um, look into it a little bit more, this is a great place to go. So I just want to kind of wrap up with, again, just doing some key takeaways. So key takeaways for the summer season avoiding intense activities during that 10 to two hours to help you stay in balance. Taking walks around the peak sun hours will help the body from overheating in the um, shaded tree area. If that's when you're on non-peak hours, if you're going to go out during peak hours, you want that shaded tree. If you're going out during non-peak hours is highly recommended. Sandalwood paste is a cooling to the pitta dosha. It's also anti-inflammatory herb that you can work with. I have a recipe for it on the blog and then emphasizing lunar practices in the summer months to help reduce the pitta and the vata accumulation in the body. All right. So those are kind of the practices that Ayurveda recommends. If you want to go a little bit deeper, the seasonal living collective would be the place to do that. I am running it um, during the summer months. It's going to be a one-on-one, you know, invitation and practice. So um, it will be kind of a a self-guided on one side, but you're also getting one-on-one calls with me. So I'm gonna, you're going to get two one-on-one calls to use throughout the summer. So, um, I'm feeling a lot of people might want to do one at the start of summer and then maybe taking along at the end of summer, just to kind of do a wrap up and how can you prepare for the end of summer routines as you've set yourself forward going into the fall. So those are kind of the, the practices there versus doing a group call because summer, again, schedules are kind of all over the place. And I want people to be able to have the, the time and ask questions with me. So if that is something you're interested in, definitely check out the seasonal living collective, um, and dive a little bit deeper into that summer season. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.